So recently, um, a video clip surfaced with um, Chris Chris Rock, Louis C.K., Ricky Gervais, and Jerry Seinfeld sitting at a table, sitting excuse me, sitting on couches, and they're like discussing, having a good time. And um, Chris Rock kind of refers to Louis C.K. as the blackest N-word that he's ever met. Um, Louis C.K. goes on to actually use the N-word, um, which kind of prompts this weird thing where Jerry Seinfeld is like sitting there. He's definitely uncomfortable. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people were defending Chris Rock, right? A lot of people were like, oh, he was drinking, da 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 um, but for me, um, it kind of gets me wondering, have we kind of desensitized, um, what it means, um, what, what, the, what, the, what that word means essentially, and have we made it so that way we've, we've softened it up so much that we don't even feel the pain behind it, um, so, you know, again, if you had if you haven't seen it, you know, before you listen to this podcast, go over there, check it out, Google it, YouTube it. It's, um, it got posted a couple of days ago, but it's up there now. Um, so watch it. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I really want to know. I really want to know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Chris Rock kind of crazy for that. So again, if you haven't really checked out the interview, haven't really gone into detail about what the interview includes, um, I would definitely go check that out. Definitely go see um, this discussion. Uh, and so basically, like I was saying, you know, Chris Rock looks at Louis C.K. And he's like, this man is the blackest. Right. And he goes into detail. And before he's able to finish what he's about to say, Louis C.K. kind of interjects and says, you're basically calling me a nigger. Now, Chris Rock automatically just starts laughing, you know, uncontrollably. Um, and I'm not really going to give up too much about what it said because I really want you guys to check it out for yourself. But Jerry Seinfeld, and, and Jerry Seinfeld is the guy that has been making his rounds in the media for his, what he's being commended for as being like standing up for what is wrong. Um, because in the video, you see him upset and disturbed, and he's like, I don't think he has the right to say that. And Chris Rock's like, no, man, you know, whatever. Um, What's interesting about this is because Jerry Seinfeld is Jewish. And I say that because after the Holocaust, it was clear to Jewish, Jewish people that they were not going to tolerate disrespect or any form of verbal pain, visual pain, to associate them with the Holocaust. It was like a no-no, right? You can commemorate us. You can talk. You can, you know, historically you can talk about what happened. Yes, they're fine with that. But don't ever use words that are offensive. Don't ever use symbolism that's offensive. Don't even, don't even look to paint a picture that is offensive. Not a visual picture, but just, you know, in someone else's mind. 
because this is something real. This has happened to us. And it affects us more than it might affect you. So don't do that to us, right? And it was almost like um, 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 almost like a, a brotherhood of sorts. Because these 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 people, they said, hey, listen, like we just went through that. Our people just went through that. We don't want to relive what happened. We don't want you telling us what we went through every single day. Well, not just not not us specifically, but our our, our grandparents and and our ancestors. We don't want you, you know, telling us this every day. Are you stupid? Are you serious? You know. You lost your damn mind. And so much of that, you see, has happened with other ethnicities, you know, and other races. You know, you look at, you know, the Chinese. Chinese people will not, and if they don't have to, they will not purchase items made in China. I met a guy one time when I used to work retail. He came in my store. He literally... Came in, he was picking up items, looking at tags. And I said, like, can I help you with something? And he looked at me and said, oh, is everything made in China? And I said, yeah. He's okay, thanks. And I said, were you looking for anything particular? Again, I don't know what he's there for. And he says, no, I don't buy things made in China. Right? Little couple weeks later, I learned that the reason being is because they understand that their people are being oppressed to make things that we end up selling for you know, money, let's just say. And their their people are getting paid 20 cents an hour, right? And to them, to them specifically, why am I giving you money and you're taking away, right? It's that stand of solidarity, right? And you go to other cultures and other ethnicities and other, right? And you see this kind of down the line. And then you get to African-Americans. And it's a, almost like a break there. And again, these are my opinions. These are what I've seen. This is what I'm speaking on. So I can only talk about what I know and what I see. But you get to us. And we take things like the N-word and we've softened it up to the point where it's in music, it's in TVs, it's in everything. It's, in, it's, it's being appropriated in culture. And we've made it a term of endearment. We've made it a word, right? I mean, how many times have you heard somebody just throw it out there just because and there's no context behind it? It's just there, right? We've made a word that historically is bad. We've made it good. So when I see clips like this where, you know, Chris Rock is allowing a Caucasian man to say the N-word with the hard R, and he finds no issue with it because in his mind... Oh, well, he is. He's my comedic brother. And Chris Rock is a dumbass. Let me just say that. I'll, I'll put it out there. Chris Rock is a dumbass. Chris Rock, to me, is that person that tries to say relevant things, but he says a bunch of irrelevant things in the process. That's what I think about when I think about Chris Rock. You know, Chris Rock, com- 
Chris Rock, the comedian, he's up there. He's up there, right? Chris Rock, the person trying to make points that stick, hit or miss. Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. But what's troubling about this is that when you watch the, when you watch the talk, Chris Rock isn't even able to finish his sentence. It's not like Chris Rock says the word and Louis C.K. finishes it or agrees with it. Louis C.K. is the one that initiates saying it. Chris Rock is the one that says exactly and agrees with it. So you have a white man coming out of his mouth and saying the N-word with a hard R. Historically, that's a no-no. But you have a black man saying, no, it's fine. You can use that. It's fine. And you have another white man who... Uh, Ricky Gervais, I don't know his, his, his ethnicity, excuse me, but you have him who's like, well, I've never used that word on stage. I've never, I've, you know, lies upon lies. He's probably used it in his spare time, whatever. We don't know. And then you have Jerry Seinfeld, who's a Jewish American, who lives in New York City, the birthplace of immigrants. And I'm pretty sure somewhere throughout his life, he was told the historical context of the Holocaust. I'm pretty sure he was explained why it was and still is such a very gruesome thing to talk about and to think about. So much so that this man makes the most direct point as to why no one should use it. And it, it's more to it, but in a nutshell, he says, you've gotten comfortable with something you shouldn't be comfortable with. You've gotten comfortable with something you shouldn't be comfortable with. That's, that's, a, that's a prayer. That's a preacher moment. My man just, he spit a bar. Like, and when he said that, the first thing I thought about really was, I mean, how many of us have become comfortable with Allowing people that aren't black to say the N-word. But then it's like, can we really blame them? It's in rap music. It's in TV shows. It's everywhere you turn, the N-word is being thrown around. You know? And the argument really for me is, what is it going to take? Like, we get mad when a redneck says it. Right? We get mad when a white guy walking down the street, oh, you dirty sons of... Right? We get mad. We get mad. We we get mad. Okay? We ready to call the NAACP. Call Al Sharpton. Right? The problem is, we can't get mad when we've allowed it to run its course. It's like a cancer, the N-word is. We've allowed it to run its course. We've allowed it to basically do its damage in society. And now all of a sudden it's, it's hitting us and we want to eradicate it. We can't. It's embedded. We should have eradicated it back when we were fighting for civil rights. Because, yes, we were fighting for rights, but that's a right that no one should ever say that word, period. We can build monuments. We can build mausoleums. We can do all this stuff to say, hey, listen. Our people went through 400 plus years of that and we still going through it. But we can't say out of our own mouths, don't use that word. 
in solidarity? Like, what the fuck? Is that, are we for real with that shit? Like, it, 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 it saddens me. I see people all the time, um, you know, they're always saying, we got to buy back the block. We got to buy back the block. How are you supposed to buy back the block when you're not even willing to work with your own people? You see Asians do it. Jewish do it. You know? Mexicans, they do it. We're the only ones that we can't really seem to make it click. You know? Like, we can't really seem to make it, make it work. And the problem for me is, really, when is enough enough? Like, because I'm pretty sure after, you know, after this clip has run its course, yeah, we're going to have talks and discussions about it, but are things really going to change? No. Let's be honest. This word is here to stay. The N-word will never go anywhere. But we should have tried to make it go somewhere a long time ago. I mean, it's just, it's, it's upsetting that a clip from 2011 has to draw debates about why the N-word is accepted by everybody. I mean, I literally saw a rap video a couple of weeks ago where there was a, a um, Mexican guy out in L.A. just using it, right? And what's crazy is he was claiming, he, he said he was a crip, right? He said he was a crip. In the background of his music video, he got all these black guys with him, right? And he's just dropping the N-word. And in my mind, I'm like, one of these brothers got to feel uncomfortable. And if they don't feel uncomfortable, one of these brothers made it comfortable for him to say that word. Because you don't just wake up one morning and say, you know what, I'm going to say this word in front of all these people without some type of respect for who you're saying it around. You've made a word a word. And then, yes, you'll have those people, you'll have those dumbasses that are like, oh, it's just a word. It shouldn't affect you. Okay. So then explain how that word came up with the whole Kareem Hunt incident. The guy that kicked that woman, the football player that kicked that woman. He said that she used a racial slur and called him the N-word. If it's just a word, how come it affected him so much that he kicked somebody? We've seen it time and time again where that word has evoked violence. Where our pain has evoked violence. And yet we're still walking around in 2018, about to be 2019. We still walk around saying it's just a word. Okay. It might just be a word to some people. But understand this. When a group of people can turn on that light bulb and say, you know what? We're not taking that shit no more. It changes the whole dynamic of what's accepted. You see Asians all the time. They come in these neighborhoods. They buy up all these stores, right? And we're all like, damn, how come we can't do that? We don't do it because we don't think about it until it's too late. But we'll work for them. I'm tired of seeing black women working in a hair store that's owned by Asians. And the Asians are the ones selling us the products when we're the ones using the product. That's ass backwards. This should be the opposite. It should be... Again, my opinions, my thoughts. So I'm going to say whatever the fuck I feel like. But it should be black women owning a hair store for black women and black men to buy products for their hair 
And if other races or ethnicities want to work there, so be it. But you're not about to own no store in my hood selling me products for my hair and you don't even use the same shit. That's dumb as fuck. It's dumb. How many times you heard somebody say, oh, man, there's no parks or there's no this in my neighborhood. But you got four or five people that sell drugs that's always talking heavy that never want to put their money where their mouth is. Because we've made we've become complacent with words. We've come we've become complacent with actions. And thus things like this happen where white men can get on TV and say any old thing out their mouth. And then you have that one Uncle Tom ass N-word who is like, oh, it's all right, boss. You can say that. No. That Chris Rock, to me, lost some cool points for that. Granted, it was 2011, but it's still relevant because of the fact that it was in the 21st century. Now, if this was something that happened maybe in the 80s and that just resurfaced, I might be able to play with some slack. Might be able to. But even still, I'm not going to tread lightly on the fact that this is a serious issue. And the fact that Jerry Seinfeld had to be the voice of reason and he looked so uncomfortable sitting there. And what made it even what made me even mad oh shit. <laughs> what made me madder than what I was, that ain't a word fuck. What made me frustrated <laughs> What made me frustrated was the fact that there's a part in the in the in the interview that they're doing where right after Jerry Seinfeld says, I don't think he should be allowed to use that. And Chris Rock's like, no, you don't know him like I don't know him. Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I don't I don't know who this man is. And if I don't know who this man is, I, I at least know that he's white and he shouldn't be using that word on stage with a group of white people. Right. We've. Desensitized it. We're, we're, we're our own worst enemy. We destroy ourselves before the rest of the population even gets a chance to lay hands on us. And I wasn't really trying to preach with this segment, but I really want people to understand something. We are our own worst enemies. Period. And until we can open ourselves up and open our eyes and realize that there's so much that we have potential to do. We're always going to be on the bottom of the totem pole. We all can't play basketball. We all can't play football. Somebody's got to take that step to be different than what we came from. But we can't do that if we're always ready To ruin ourselves. Crabs in the barrel effect. When one of us tries to get out, there's always another pulling us back trying to get out themselves. That's just the way it is. And as fucked up as it is, this is the reality that other people see. Which is why I'm not so mad at Louis C.K., The person, as I am more upset at Louis C.K., the comedian. Because a comedian will say whatever he can to get a laugh. A person 
more or less doesn't always have an audience. So I'm more upset at him, the comedian, because of the fact that he knows what to say and do to get a reaction. And if he's willing to come out of his mouth and say this, this word, for shits and giggles, with four other comedians, then imagine what he's willing to do amongst himself, amongst his own peers, or people he might not be trying to do things for laughs. Which goes into saying, what do you do behind closed doors? You know? We don't know. We're not there with you every day. You know? Just something to think about. Something to, something to wrap your head around. Um, I, like I said, definitely go check out the full interview. Listen to it carefully. Watch Jerry Seinfeld's reaction to the whole thing as it's unfolding. Um, and if you have any thoughts, comments about it, just, you know, hit me up. Let me know what you think after. Especially after you watch the video. Because, like I said, it's a definitely a dope-ass dope ass interview. Um, watch the full thing. Don't just watch that one clip. See if you can see if you can hold out to watch the full thing. But still, like I said, take in consideration that these are four grown ass men, two of which are Caucasian. Well, technically, Jerry Seinfeld is Caucasian too, but one Jewish and one black man, and a white man on TV. That's 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 the other thing about that really bothers me. It was on TV. Like that means that these producers didn't say shit. They didn't say, "Hey, let's just cut that part out." Okay? No, we're not. All right. They let it ride. And again, it goes back to what I say desensitizing something because I'm pretty sure when they saw how comfortable Chris Rock was, they said, "Nah, let it roll." They didn't even worry or care about Jerry Seinfeld. They said, whoa, whoa, whoa. He hasn't jumped across the table and beat him up yet? Let it keep playing. That's why it's so important to, to lock something up and make it known that, hey, listen, we don't, we don't fuck with that. That's a no-no. Because the more we allow it, the more it spreads the more it becomes something that is just used to be used and we all looking at you like, how the fuck he get to say it? You feel me? 